Hello everybody, Rambo here for another week of news from New Eden. A new insurance system was introduced. GenFed going to war with seemingly everybody. And I talked to Ella Min from Reapers about his corp and their corp culture. Welcome to Echoes of New Eden. Yes, new insurance system has been put into place. Along with that, the ship recovery rules have been updated. Please visit the Eve Echoes Discord or their website to read the rules to be able to use the new system. Also, there may be instructions in-game to be able to claim those lost ships. In other news, yesterday there was a great battle of WX-TAC-6UX where GenFed had claimed SOV in that system. A battle raged for about 10 hours and eventually the Southern Alliances destroyed the GenFed Citadel. With just about 1,300 players attended that battle, some couldn't even get into the system because of the player cap, so they waited in the next system. Both sides lost severe amounts of ships with a debate as to who won. One side took more ship loss and ISK value, the other side took a Citadel loss plus ship loss value. At the end of the day, both said good fight. A few days ago, the GHA made an announcement that they have withdrawn from the EVE coalition, that coalition that was put together to fight the botting alliances. They also stated that they are pleased to see that VVV and ACR had officially condemned botting and committed to ejecting all persons accused, with proof, of course. The GHA recognizes that the bot wars are concluded. Just a small little shout out about the podcast. Uh, the Echoes of New Eden podcast has had pretty good performance in the first 30 days, with ranking number one in the category of video games in Thailand, ranked number 11th in Belgium in video games, also ranked 11th in leisure podcasts in Thailand. So that's awesome to hear. Thank you, guys. So this week I talk with Ella Min. I've actually been trying to get a hold of him for a while. He's, he's a very busy man. But he talked about his corp, a loot credit system, and how he likes to write short stories. Let's check it out. Alright, this evening I have Paladin, also known as Ella Min. That's how I know of him. How's it going, Ella? Going pretty good. How are you? I'm doing great. Hey, so you have a long-standing history with the Reapers Corporation. Uh, tell us a little bit about the Reapers. <laughs> yeah, so uh, I, like many of the others who have been in Reapers for a long time, uh, we joined uh, when we were just simply looking for some skill points. Uh, I think it's a pretty common story. A lot of people probably did that. Uh, what's really cool about Reapers is that for a lot of us, we we found a home right away. And we've absolutely loved working together. Uh, I think our officer corps is probably one of the more stable officer corps. Uh, it hasn't really changed much. We've had a couple people move on and a couple new people join. But overall, it's been 
pretty steady since the start of the game. Yeah, that's definitely nice to hear within a corporation. You get people come and go, but Reapers, they their players like to stick around. That's good. I think that's do a lot in part to the way we, we really kind of work together. Um, a lot of the, the decisions we make, we make just talking it out, figuring out what needs to happen, and moving forward with everybody looking for what's in the best interest of the team. And and that's a, a prevalent feeling throughout the, the corp and throughout uh, even additionally the the new corps that we've brought into the family. So so have you played EVE Online? What, what's your history with EVE? Yeah, I did play EVE Online. Um, in fact, I, I recently earlier was chatting with some of my uh, corp mates from EVE Online who are still playing. Um, uh, in EVE Online, I am or was an, a wormholer. Uh, lived in a C2 wormhole, and um, the next to being primarily a PvP corp, we were also heavily involved in a lot of the writing and uh, lore, uh, as well as uh, some of the role-playing involved in EVE Online. So what was your position then? Were you an officer in that corp too? Uh, I was, um, actually. I was, uh, I guess, a, a Tier 2 officer. Uh, we had our own names for it, but uh, I wasn't one of the chief officers, but I was involved actually, believe it or not, as a uh, recruitment, head of recruitment and head of membership. So it was my job to uh, figure out how to help a lot of the new players get in. We uh, we recruited a little differently in, in that game and in that corp. We we tend to just wait for people to come wandering into our wormhole, shoot, shoot at them, and uh, usually that's how we got them interested in joining our group. So a little different than EVE Echoes right now. <laughs> And transferring over to Eve Echoes, did you expect to, to be in the position you are in right now, today? Uh, no, <laughs> not at all. Uh, when I joined Eve Echoes, I was actually planning very heavily on just kind of laying low and, and trying to keep it as casual as I could. Uh, I stopped playing Eve Online when my second kid was born, and <laughs> I don't really have a lot of time to, to, to play, so I really expected to, well, not be an officer. Um. But after meeting some of the other folks and, and it became known that I had played EVE Online and had, you know, at least some basic ideas of, you know, what might work and <laughs> what probably won't work, uh, I was in a place position to help other people. And as I, as I kind of stepped up more and said, yeah, I can help with that or I've got some ideas on that, very quickly found myself with a, uh, a leadership tag. And once I started talking with the other leaders and, and working with them, I didn't want to leave uh, i just really really love talking and working with the people that that run this corp or run these corps and that's just it's just been a blessing and, and just a lot of fun and a great a great group of people to work with yeah it's natural seems like a family it really is um it's i mean and, and you get that like you can really get that a lot and I've, I've been part of a lot of groups in a lot of games um you know my corp in, in eve online was a, a bit was a family and still is. I still talk to a lot of them. But that's that's the magic of this game is is if you're there for each other, it's it's a great experience and, and, and you can really create a lot of really fond memories and, and great relationships with people. So with Reapers Corporation, what makes them stand out? If I had to find if I had to pick one thing, if I had to pick one thing that really strikes me about the Reapers and, and I mentioned it earlier was their their propensity, our propensity for teamwork 
Um, and I say there because as much as we as the officers may try to to uh, encourage it, as much as we may try to build systems that allow us to to, to work towards teamwork and, and away from just kind of like individualistic style of play, the other members of the corp are the ones that really take that culture and run with it. And time and time again, I will watch people who could choose to just kind of do their own thing say, hey, let me help you or let me give you an opportunity to come join us. Uh, there's not an elitist inkling in this group. And there are people who are elite who are certainly very good, but they don't, they don't lord it over others. They don't expect more because of it. Pretty much everybody down to a member is, is here for the group and is here for the other players, which is really amazing. So you're talking a little bit earlier before we started recording. Uh, you guys have a loot credit system. I, I laugh sometimes because it's not holistically unlike certain DKP systems for those that have been around MMOs for many years. Um, but it has some very specific advantages and a few disadvantages, but mostly it just sort of happened and came together very organically within the first couple months of the game. Its its inception came uh, after we took... Uh, what, one thing we like to do in Reapers is uh, we we like to put ourselves against things as a team. Um, very quickly within the game, one of our favorite things to do was to get a bunch of peop to, people together in you know, T4 frigates, 20, 30 people, and go take on whatever we could. And, and very quickly we started figuring out that we could take a, a whole mess of frigates up against some of the larger anomalies in the game. Uh, and come out on top and do very well that way. One of the uh, one such example, one of the first times we decided to do this with was with a, a tier eight or tier nine uh, scout or inquisitor. I don't remember what it was. And right afterwards, we got together and said, "Oh well, what do we do with all this loot? Well, let's let's do a loot split. I mean, everybody came. Everybody should get some." Um, that's one thing about Reapers that I love is that we really try to be as fair as we can about everything. You know, it's, it's about the players. It's not about any, you know, it's not about us leaders. We are here for them. So we, we decided to do a loot split between, you know, 20 some people. <laughs> and I, I distinctly remember uh river river song. One of our officers took all the stuff and hauled it all the way back to Jita and, um, you know, spent a couple days. Well, you know, within hours of even starting that process, we figured out, skip that we we are not doing this for every single special that we encounter it took days it took hours and hours and hours of river's time just to try to manage all this loot and so um we did that one day and literally by the next day we had invented a new system for handling loot in reapers uh specifically what we called the loot credit system and and it's its inception was a spreadsheet uh go figure uh, a single spreadsheet on which we would track everybody that came and we'd plug in roughly how much the total value of the takings were because you know even by the second day we were starting to do what two or three specials within the span of a couple hours this way and so you know we just stack up all the all the cost or all of the um, I think we, we basically took the, the market value, so highest, what was it, highest sell 
divided by lowest buy, or maybe it was the other way around. I, I could look at the math later, but you know, we'd pick a number, we'd allot the value, and then everybody would get a cut of that value in credit. And and we, we said, well, let's try it. It can't possibly be worse than trying to do a loot split between all this stuff. And it worked. Like, it, it started as a single spreadsheet. Uh, then somebody else came along. You know, each, each FC was responsible for managing and, and making sure that they actually put in all the information from their fleets. And as you can imagine, it took a lot of time. I, I think I ran three three specials in a matter of an hour and a half, and then I spent the next three hours doing the paperwork on it. And it was a little bit much for me, but it was still faster than doing the loot split for twenty some people. And that's and that's how the loot that's how the loot credit system got started. Uh, was just with that spreadsheet. So you take the so. amount, the value of the loot, and you give them their share of credit. And so what are they able to do with that credit? What happens to the loot? So we take all our loot, we brought it back to our headquarters, and we put it in one of the hangars. And we made the hangar visible for everybody. Everybody could see exactly what was in there. And one of the next things that got built into that spreadsheet was an order form. So people could literally go to the sheet, fill out the form of what they wanted. Um, Somewhere along this line, we realized that, hey, we could automate the form both the input and the output to understand how much, you know, if we, if we make one of the spreadsheets or one of the sheets in the workbook, uh, in the Google, in in the Google workbook, um, a list of all the items and what their values are, we could turn it into dropdowns. We could actually say, Hey, you just pick the item and the sheet will know how much we've allotted the value to. So you don't have to go look it up. And so people could start asking for, Hey, I want these four things. It comes out to a total of this much loot credit. Um, we also had people that would go and they'd, they'd go and buy some of the more expensive items straight out of there that, you know, nobody else was able to use yet. And they just, or that, you know, they could get a hold of quickly and they'd just haul those in, you know, some dead space loot, haul that straight into Jita and sell it. And that's how they, that's how they, you know, liquefied their assets. That's how they got the ISK that they wanted. You know, we, we had some concerns up front about whether this, the system would work in the long run, whether it would be able to scale as we got bigger, but you know, that hasn't been a problem at all. And and with each person that touched, you know, with each person, with each officer that got in, had to do something, realized that they could do it better. We were able to automate more and more and more to the point where uh, our FCs can actually go on a, a run and, you know, they could do two, three special anomalies within an hour or so, bring those loot reports back, post them into a channel. And we've got a couple folks who are, who are, very helpful and, and they really enjoy doing this and helping out the court, but they can actually take those plug, plug those reports into the, into the automation. And within a couple hours, everybody knows how much credit they have. In fact, we have people able to turn around and then make purchases on that loot within an hour of, of putting it in there. So it's gotten pretty quick and it's gotten really nice. Um, so that and, and it doesn't, it doesn't take, a lot of extra effort to manage it because it's just it just keeps going and any new member we get in we just teach them how it works and we've got some videos on it and you know be, because it the system is just kind of so clean for everybody it just it just works so how many other corporations do you think uh use a credit system well um i know talking beforehand you had mentioned that you you were aware of one but 
to my knowledge, I have not run into another group that uses a system like this. And I certainly never saw one during my time in, in EVE Online. So your loot credit system, um, the credit is worth one for one ISK value, basically. Um, now, yep. I've, I've talked to uh, Chris Wolf from Honk in the past, and he was talking about that they have golden eggs. And I might have to go back to re-listen to it, but I'm not sure if each golden egg has a designated value or if it's worth like an isk, like a, a, a an isk value. Like, is it worth a million isk for one golden egg or, yeah. you know, so on and so forth. Um, but otherwise, I have never heard of another corporation using a credit system. It's The credit system really does have uh, some very significant ups and it does have a couple downs and and i imagine that for for each corp for some corps um one of the, one of those downs specifically is that it does not necessarily work great if you have a very individualistic ratting system um for example in eve online uh, a lot of the groups that i was aware of their individuals would go out and rat just by themselves now a lot of that had to do with the fact that in eve online you could take a carrier out and you could handle an anom all by yourself and you really didn't want other people coming to do it with you because frankly you didn't need them your your carrier could handle it uh that's just not necessarily true in this game yet another piece of it is our our loot credit system works great because of our culture uh this system allows us to take 20 30 people throw them at a single anomaly or just have them keep churning through a system spawning anomalies and none of them are worried about not getting what they want no you know they come they go uh another thing that it's great for is it's great for people like me who are very busy if if, if a group is out running you know running ratting anoms i can just log on and join them and then i can and then i can log off later and if i happen to be online for a special I know that I'll get credited for that special. And if not, okay, big deal. I'll catch one next time. It's it's a very, very good system for people who, like myself, may not necessarily be able to commit a chunk of time. If one of my kids suddenly needs me, it's not that hard for me to just go, okay, well, we've got three or four people out here doing DPS. I can duck out and they'll be able to keep going. And that's that's what's really powerful about this is that it scales so well, and I don't I as a I as a NFC don't necessarily need to track. Well, this person was in my fleet for this one, and now I've got to do math based off of nine people. Well, now this person's in my fleet for that one, and now I have to do math based off of eleven people. I can you can literally just put a list of who was in it, tag them on you know, check their name off on the automation board and it will do the math for you. And they don't need to worry about missing out on loot. You know, you as an FC don't need to worry about doing a bunch of math. You know, you don't have people saying, well, I wanted that item. Well, no, I wanted that. item. well, I was there first. It, nobody, nobody fights over the loot in the corp. Like and I've been in a lot of MMOs and nobody fighting over loot is, is just mind shattering for me sometimes. Well, so you yeah. said it earlier too. The pe some people like to do solo ratting, and some people like to do scout anomalies by themselves and take the time or whatever, uh, just to do it by themselves strictly because they want to keep all that for themselves. Um, it seems like all the team, you know, all all the people that are attending this system to rat that are getting loot credit, they 
they don't mind working in the team. Actually, the ISK per hour is probably faster. And they relatively get the same value out of it. And of course, it's fun too. Why not? Why not do a DS, you know, with 15 people? That's actually pretty fun. <laughs> oh, yeah. It's also a lot safer. Um, you know, when we're out there ratting, and I'm not going to talk about what ships we're ratting in, that seems like a bad idea on, you know, OPSEC reasons, but, um, you know, when we're out there ratting, we do have situations where we'll have grays come into the system, and, like, there are times when we're positively giddy. We're just hoping they try to drop on us, because we know with our comp at that time, we're safe, and we've got enough people, and we've got you know, we got friends there and, and we're all having a good time. And, you know, I think we did a, we, we had a impromptu experiment the other day. One of our members wanted to go to another, uh, went to another system because they were trying to, they're trying to see if they could get something to drop and, and they wanted to see if they could do it. And they soloed, you know, typical ship. Um, the ship they used was, was going to be perfectly fine to get the job done in the amount of time that it took them to solo a single T8 medium anomaly. Uh, our, what was it? I think we had about six people at that point. Our six people cleared five T10 anomalies, including a scout. So, like, even in the bounties alone, you split it five, six, seven ways, even 20 ways, you're still making bank on the bounties, let alone the fact that, yeah, you drop that scout or you drop that deep space. You know, DS gives, you know, five billion sometimes, you know, if you get a really lucky one, yeah, you're, you're sitting pretty. Yeah. Even if you have to split that, it was well worth your time because I'll tell you what, it didn't, it did not take you two hours to do it. And you had company. It was fun. You got to hang out with your, with your mates. Would you recommend it to other corporations using a credit system? Yes. If I, I would, I would recommend it if your corp is is not specifically individualistic when it comes to PVE. And and that's and there's nothing wrong with that. I know a lot of corps that are very happy to have groups that are, you know, you and your you and your three friends figure out how you want to go do that, you go do that. You know, claim that system and go do it. Uh for us, for Reapers, we were forged in large fleets. You know, and I'll talk about that a little bit more in a bit here, I think, but we were forged in large fleets and, and that's part of our culture. It's part of who we are. And we really enjoy each other's company. We like working together on things and, and this lets us do that. Yeah. I, I think I would recommend it to other people, but you know, make it your own. Uh, sometimes it takes a little bit to, to build out the system, but it's certainly possible. And, you know, I'm always open to talking to people about how we built it. Uh, you know, depending on who you are, might even be able to, you know, be willing to to give you a little bit of the template. Because one of the nice things about building it on a on a um, on Google, what is it, Google uh, Sheets, is it's possible to you know to basically trim everything out and give it as a template to somebody. But um, I don't know that anybody's come along to ask for it yet. So I think too, yeah. uh, having a system like that could solve a lot of feuds that people would have. Um, now I, I, I don't know of any feuds that could happen, but I suppose there's probably people that want to rat in the same system and, uh, they want to do it solo rather than in a fleet. So, I mean, mm -hmm. they, there's people that butt heads and of course, uh, yeah. but doing a system like this, just everybody team up, clear all the anomalies, split it. Here's credit one-to-one -one isk value. Do what mm -hmm. you want with it.
Yeah, another key point of this system is that it's not mandatory. It's voluntary. If you and three of your friends want to go do your own thing and split the loot by yourselves, that's always been an option. In fact, earlier on, the loot credit system only worked if you had an officer with the group because you had to have somebody who was willing to do the math later um, to actually enter it into the, the, the form. I mean, now the form is so automated that, like, nobody wants to do their own math. They're like, yeah, sure, I'll gladly take five screenshots of, of what I've got in my cargo hold and post that on a disc, you know, a dedicated Discord channel and let somebody else plug them all in. <laughs> like, no, once they know how it works and once they're involved, we haven't had anyone choose not to use it unless they, they flat out were like, well... I I don't really know how to use the system, so I'm going to try not using it, and within a couple days, they're using it. So it, it's not mandatory, and it shouldn't be, right? Like, this is a game. People should play it the way they want to play it. And, you know, how you manage your claims, like how you manage to you know claim systems, that's more of a, a sometimes it's a corp level, sometimes it's an alliance level kind of decision. So for us, we just make it available to our members to be able to use the system, to be able to use the loot credit system, and everyone i've talked to has uh, has found it to be a very freeing system it takes the effort out of managing the loot and it gives them access to some really good loot because let's say you didn't get something to drop that you really wanted you can go take a look at that hanger and there's a good chance it's in there because somebody else got it to drop and they put it in the hanger and they didn't want it but it's right there for you to use and let me tell you i have <laughs> i have equipped and fitted so many of my ships straight out of that hangar. It's 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 been very very nice because I can just use my credit. I've used my credit like some of our some of our builders actually are willing to trade corp credit for what they build because they'll just turn around and use it to buy stuff that they need straight out of straight out of you know the hangar yeah. out of the loot pile. Yeah, you can buy so, it. Yeah, they're more than happy. Yeah, right. You, you it's, could, it's, it ships with it. It's, zero isk out of pocket. Because it's one-to-one, that really, really makes it easy to manage, too. Like, I know that it's one-to-one-esque. And in in the beginning, we did have some concerns about inflation. We were worried about whether or not it would scale. And we really haven't had a problem with it. Um, one other thing that we do with it is, is when we all go and run, uh, so let's say we take 10 people into a site, the loot gets split 11 ways. So everybody gets a a one eleventh of the split because the last one. So, you know, 10 people plus one split goes to the corp. And this is how Reapers has actually managed to be able to handle our SRP from day one. Uh, When a lot of other corps were struggling to, to be able to equip ships, like in the early, in the, in some of our earlier days, we were always able to put people into the, you know, the best doctrine ships we could, you know, we were able to fit people out with, you know, the cruisers pretty quickly, you know, and then there are a lot of corps that do that, you know, Hey, give us everything you get and we'll give you ships. Like that's, that's one of the ways some corps do it. And, and there's some big advantages in that when it comes to wars um, for us, we, we really didn't want to run a corp that way. And so having the corp get a split from all the runs really doesn't take that much out of pocket for the people running but it sure ends up like we literally just give them a doctrine PVP ship, you know, like, okay, this is the new doctrine. Here's your ship. (laughs) Like you don't have to buy it. Here's your ship. When you lose it, post it. We'll SRP it. As long as you, you know, as long as you, you lost it during a CTA or a, a, 
you know, a strategic operation. Um, you know, we don't just give ships to anybody that loses a ship, but it lets us make sure that our, our, our members are ready to go. So when, when, when Reapers pulls up to a, a, an Alliance fleet, we're not just pulling up in T4 frigates because our pilots didn't have what they needed. And that's a big deal for us. Yeah, that's probably the, the other major advantage of, of this system in the way we use it. Uh, I mentioned earlier that, that in EVE Online, I was part of a group and we did a lot of writing. Um, there were you know, a lot of writing competitions and, and a lot of our pilots like to enter those, and myself included. Uh, in fact, I was lucky enough to actually place in one of those competitions at one point. Um, but I, I really enjoy writing. And, and one of the things that you know, kind of ties into what we were just talking about is during the early days of Reapers, one of the things that happened was we we figured out that we could take about minimum of eight people, but we could take eight to 20, 30 of our members in T4 frigates, and we could go run tier 10 dead spaces. <laughs> you know, and, and, and in the early, in the early game, in the early game for Eve Echoes, a lot of the E-War, um, a lot of the way the, the, the enemies, the NPCs did targeting was different. And, and so like now we can't do it that way. We've tried, trust me, we've tried, but um, during the early days, we we realized that we could do that. We could take advantage of the fact that we had a bunch of people that were excited. We had the numbers. We would throw them into T4 frigates. We would practically give the frigates away. We Basically, it was, you know, you donate two million to the corp and you can just grab one of the fit frigates straight out of, you know, hangar one which was really nice that we could create that culture where, hey, just, you know, be honorable about it. Give two, two million. It's really cheap. Get yourself a T4 frigate and come join us. Um, and we would fly 20, 30 people in, and it wouldn't take that long with that many people, but we taught all of our members how to speed tank. And that was what Red One did. We would, like, we would take on tier 10 anomalies tier 10 special anomalies with you know with our corp and we just burn through them and it lent really well to like it lends really well to a story and and one of the things that i really like about eve is that there are a lot of stories in eve in fact because eve is such a sandbox because people get to play the way they want to play how somebody chooses to approach the gameplay really does create a lot of a lot of plot a lot of story to how they do it and um one of the things that i'm i'm very blessed to be able to do and finally be able to do again now that i'm not quite you know spending as much time uh doing certain other officer duties we 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 actually picked up a few more officers and that was really nice as i've started writing again um in fact uh there's been uh, i i've actually just started uh, i posted one and, and now i've started a second short story called the shadows within in which uh those t- you know i used i was inspired by kind of the way reapers did the, the 20 to 30 person fleets in the game and i've definitely used that as inspiration in the shadows within that i'm writing now so would you say the shadows within is kind of a reapers backstory uh a, l- a little bit so um, one of the things that I really try to do when I'm writing is I try I try to keep I try to keep the stories as um, uh, corp and alliance agnostic as I can 
because uh, I believe that the stories of Eve are are for everybody in Eve. Um, I'm a firm believer that I may I may be blowing you up in this game, but I honestly care about you know talking to you. Like you play this game like I do. You have stories. I have stories. Um, one of the things that's really neat about the game is, is, is watching people, you know, on opposite sides of a you know, intergalactic war, sit down and have, have a beer together, you know, and, and talk about a game that, that we all really enjoy playing. And so, yeah, uh, the shadows within definitely plays with a lot of, uh, the early days of reapers and, and for anyone who was there or anyone that's kind of really looking or pays attention to the systems involved, uh, yeah, you'll you'll be able to figure out that there's definitely a, a lot of Reaper's culture that I pulled on for that story. But if you go back and look at History's Shadow, which is the, the story that I actually just posted or, or finished uh, last week, you know, again, I, I touch off of a couple things involved with Reapers, but that one's much less Reaper involved. It's, you know, I'm really trying to make sure that I keep a balance of stories that are based on my own experiences and the experiences of the people that are closest to me as well as trying to find good stories that were not necessarily things that I got to experience in Eve. And so I'm, I'm, I'm more than happy to write about something that's, you know, that wasn't the Reapers, but boy, I would, I, I feel it would be criminal to pass up a chance to tell a good story just because, just because it was, it was with the people that I enjoy playing this game with. So you actually had your court members or maybe Alliance members read the story and actually reach back to you and probably give you feedback. What was that? Yeah. So when I'm writing a story, I, I write it for me, but I love feedback. Even, even, even the constructive feedback. Uh, I really like, I really like to hear what people have to say about the stories. Um, you know, some of them, they're really excited. They're like, this is great. And I, I just, just, I don't care. Write more. You know, I don't care. Just write more. And that's been, you know, I've had a few, a few folks step out and say that, and that's been really great um i love being able to share stories uh and write because there are a lot of people that frankly could give a darn you know about about written stories in in eve online or in eve echoes um but the ones the the, the ones that really touched me in in the last couple of weeks here are the folks uh i had a, a couple members of our corp reach out one saying that they really they really wanted to do art for the stories they had read it and you know they've they've uh, there's somebody who's actually done a lot of the um, a lot of the posters and advertisements and event um, images for our corp, and they, they said, "Boy, I'd I'd really like to to do illustrations for this work." It, you know, and and I've worked with him, and he's actually started putting together cover art for my stories, which is like, I cannot tell you how touched I was by that. That's to to see his artistic renderings bringing ideas and ambiance for my stories to life was just incredibly powerful um and i'm really excited to see what he comes up with next uh, especially for this um and i'm sorry i i've been calling it the shadows within it's my own story it's the specters within the specters within is, is the name of this one um but i'm really curious to see what he comes up with for that and the other one was uh one of the other officers as well reached out to ask if he could record and 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 actually convert uh history's shadow into a um into an audio story which you know, <laughs> i just 
I, again, I was incredibly touched and I'm, I'm really excited to, to see and hear that, you know, to hear somebody else enjoying the story, but also because there's a lot of people that play this game that they don't really have time to read anything, but they have time to listen. They'd really enjoy that. So I'm excited about that. So that will lead to an announcement is I'm going to have a segment on the show and we're going to read your short stories. I, I'm again, really, really excited about that. Um, uh, I know you and I have started working on this and I'm, I'm hoping that other people get to enjoy it as much as, as much as I've enjoyed writing it. But yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm really, I'm really excited to, to see that out there. And, and I really would like to say, especially to other people who are, who are listening, one of the things that I loved about EVE Online and the community on EVE Online was how many people out there really enjoyed the story. Uh, there's such a richness to New Eden. There's so much there to write about. And, um, you know, anything that, anything that promotes people putting together stories and actually, you know, it could be something as simple as, Hey, let me, let me write about backstory for my character all the way up to, you know, I want to write a novel. <laughs> I want to write a full story that's happening in this universe because there's just so much to work with. So yeah. I'm, I'm really excited to see, to see that in the community. And I'm excited to uh, be able to give you that platform to be able to get your stories out there for other people to listen to. So I think that'll be great. Uh, I'm yeah, I'm really excited. Do you want to talk about uh, Reapers recruiting is Reapers recruiting? I know I, a couple weeks ago, I did do an ad for, uh, reapers recruiting for uh two of their main corps yeah so um we we reapers is composed of three corps uh uh red one is the primary corp that we've we've had together for a while and uh at the time you know, at the moment we're really focusing on trying to keep um trying to keep all our players and keep red one in a position where we're able to go and be part of the big fights um where we're able to really offer our members you know the best the best of the best you know tier 10 system you know easy access to it from high sec if needed uh a nice you know a nice cozy community as well but a lot of these things aren't just great for t8 players right um and so what we've tried to do with with uh r3d3 or our uh our, you know, our newest, our newest addition to the Reapers family is create a group that is focused a little bit more on the casual side of things. Um, and, and one is, you know, I know a lot of the members that are, that are joining R3D3 are, are people who are under, what is it, tier six or tier six and under players. So even fresh new players all the way up to people who've been around for about a month or so. Um, but what we're, you know, we've you know we do because we have this uh this loot credit system it makes it really really easy for us to just welcome players in with a stabber with their caracol that you know trainer that they that they had um or even just have them come on out and you know spend a little bit of this just to get a ship straight from you know from some of our builders out here that's not very expensive but it gets them out flying and flying with us and you know they're able to start building up that reserve and start getting used to the idea of fleeting. So another thing that's really really great about this the loot credit system is because our members are getting into fleets and because they're doing it as a fleet, they are learning things like anchoring from the get go. So 
you know, we have really strong groups that are out that are playing people that are more than willing to help, or maybe what you really want to do is stay in high sec for a while. Well, part of the idea of R3D3 is to give our members who are part of that group, the, the opportunity to be around other people who are perhaps also still in high sec and maybe want to run some story missions together and, and really bust out some biggest there. So we're really looking for people for, for the entire spectrum, because really what we're looking for is we're looking for players that want to come and be part of a team that want to come and be part of a group that is open, that, you know, likes to work together with each other. We have, you know, very strong policies against, um, you know, uh, against, uh, you know, boy, uh, racism, sexism, uh, a lot of those things that frankly just make this game not worth playing. And, and you see them all over the place. And one of the things that I, we are so blessed in Reapers not to have, not to have a culture that supports those things. Um, and, and that also leads to a culture that is very opening of new players. So I, I really want to say to all the people out there who are, you know, perhaps looking for a group that they might be able to talk to a little bit more. Hey, you've been tooling around high sec for a while in this corp that you just randomly joined and you don't really do anything together. And yeah, it's nice to chat with somebody here or there, but you know, that's, that's part of what we're trying to build is, is a family and a group of people that can come and play together and really enjoy each other's company. So, you know, if that's something you're looking for, if that's something you want to be part of, or if you really want to get into the, you know, get into the good doctrine ships and be part of bit, you know, good fleets that work together, you know, we're really, one thing we really strive for in, in Reapers is, is being professional, uh, working together, not, you know, not putting up a fuss about stuff. You know, we work, we get it done. And when there are problems, we sit down and sort them out like adults. And <laughs> you know, we talk about it. We figure it out. We don't, we don't just go and cause drama bombs. So, you know, that's, yeah, that's, key. that's, that's the kind of thing that we look for. That's key. No yeah. drama. And that's hard to do sometimes. Like there are definitely times when, when we as officers have to sit down and say, Hey, how do we deal with the situation so that we're able to solve the problem, but it doesn't create a drama bomb for the members. Um, and sometimes that means we have to take a little longer to do something. Sometimes that means we have to take people in and say, Hey, look, here's the deal. These are your choices. You know, we'd really like you to still be here. We really like you to do this, but it's going to, you know, it's going to mean that you, that you have to take this option because if, if that's not okay, if, if, if you are going to insist on, you know, X, Y, and Z, then I'm sorry, we're going to have to let you go. You know, and that's, Kicking people out because you're elite is not good. Kicking people out because they are because they are elitist, or kicking people out because they're sexist, bigoted, you know, whatever. Part of having a family is protecting that family, and part of having a family is understanding that that you want to grow the group and you want people to be part of something and you want them to be proud of what they're part of, and and that means that you you know we have to try to sometimes take on some of that drama to make sure that it doesn't it doesn't hit everybody else. And I'm really happy that we've been fairly successful with that. We really have not had a lot of drama in the corp and and we've been able to actually take and filter a lot of the drama that's happened at, you know, some of the drama that's happened at the alliance level and really keep it from you know, not necessarily you know, our, our members are aware of it, but they don't necessarily feel the impact of it, right? They they don't have to they don't have to deal with it. They can just kind of keep doing what they're doing and let us figure out how to manage it so that so that they can keep doing what they're doing. Right. So the that's, miners that's can mine and the PVEers can PVE and everybody does, you know, what they want to do and not have yeah. to worry about the big issues, the big picture. 
Well, and, and you know what, <laughs> and they can do the other things too. Like that's another thing that's really nice is because of the way we handle the, the loot credit system, because of the way we handle our SRP, you know, we have a lot of people that, yeah, they're happy to do one of those two things most of the day, but you know, when there's a chance for some PVP or when there's a chance for, you know, really getting down and being part of the big fleet, they're ready to go. They got what they need. Um, you know, and then we've got the people that are basically running around PVP in the whole day <laughs> and they can do that too. We are able to help support that. Yeah, so I guess uh, for everyone listening, uh, look, uh, hopefully in the next couple of weeks here, we should have uh, the first post of uh, History Shadow out there for you to listen to. And just a quick note, um, it's a different writing style than, I'm, than I've used, than I've done in the past. And the idea was to try to create short five to seven minute reads, or in this case, listen, um, so that it, you know, it's nice and easy. It's something that's easy for somebody to just quick do and and not have to take up a lot of your time because that's just the truth of my life now is with two kids I'm, I'm busy i don't have time for more than that so you know i'm really hoping that this new style makes it a lot more consumable for people awesome Ella. well thank you for that and thanks for talking with me today absolutely thank you all right that wraps it up for this week's show if you like what you hear, please leave a review on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen to our podcasts. Also, if you're a fan of the show, please stop by the Echoes of New Eden Discord and say hey. I'd like to hear feedback. If you'd like to check out more Eve Echoes news, please check out Echoes from the Front on YouTube. Link to his channel will be in the description. If you have any other questions or want to be a guest on the show, please contact me on Discord. I'll link my Discord in the description. I will also link the Reaper's Discord in the description for any questions and should be able to access Ella's short stories from there. Well, that's it for this week. Until next time, last safe. Oh, no.